Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hello. Hello. Tonight's episode is... Knives. The Trigon episode. Uh, not really. Knives is a villain on Trigon, but you don't know anything about that show. Nope. Anyway. <laughs> Brianna, how did you... What did you think of this episode? Um, the title... Led me to believe that we were going to have more knives. <laughs> yeah. I was a little disappointed by the lack of knives. We just had more big ones. little swords. Yeah. yeah, like we had some big ones at the end, but... Yeah, I'm not sure what the title is actually referencing that I think about it. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, it was a very strange... They're usually some ambiguous, like... Yeah. Darkness and butterflies. <laughs> All alone in the night. Yeah. And shadows and like, things like that. But knives. Just knives. <laughs> Got a couple jump scares, though, I noticed. Yeah, I I jumped and, uh, you know, <laughs> like two or three times. I don't know. Zombie macaw, macaw, yeah. cabs, macabs. Yeah, well, well let's, let's take with the two different plot lines, because yeah. it didn't really intersect a whole lot. Maybe mm, after yeah. we're done talking, we'll find some themes I didn't think of off the top of my head. But uh, first off, we had uh, Sheridan fulfilling the role of every sci-fi captain of putting themselves in harm's way. Uh, like, oh, I'm not supposed to go there? Let's go go there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the whole time, I'm like, if you knew we were in a sci-fi show, you would know that this is not <laughs> just you being tired. Yeah. Well, yet, he, he could have looked in the mirror and seen the Matrix, like, yeah. going through his eyes. That was, that was weird looking. Yeah. That whole storyline was most certainly the most... The weaker of the two, I think. Definitely weaker in the two storylines. I was like, yeah. It's the, kind of the one of the first monster of the week sort of, sort yeah. of storylines yeah. no, we I had like, in a while. I like that. I liked that concept. I mean, yeah, definitely a, a like interesting a monster of the week. Parasite. Monster. Gas. Thought. Energy terrorist thing. Well, and it's got, it was interesting to bring up the B four thing all over again. I was I didn't remember that. Mm. I you guess the whole time it's just because in the time it's See, a weird tachyon area. Is that or something. what is that where Babylon four was sector fourteen? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because they said sector fourteen, and for some reason I was thinking that was in Babylon five. Oh no, that's his and I was like, outside. I don't remember that doesn't that doesn't make sense. <laughs> that doesn't make sense yeah. for the ship to. For Babylon 4 to have existed inside Babylon 5. <laughs> right. No. Well, it's a very small I'm show. Not, well, I, exactly. It, it could have been <laughs> Babylon 5. <laughs> but we, since we know where Babylon 5 was and it was, it didn't like materialize inside the stage. Yes, that's, I was like, I, I don't remember a lot of things, but I know I don't remember that. <laughs> right. Okay. No, it so was, Sector 14 was an area of was. space. Yes. Yeah. Now, I, I believe, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but... You're that wrong. this uh, this episode was originally supposed to air before the last one in Shadows of Hadoom. Yes. So it, it was supposed to reference the Icarus before we got the whole Mr. Morden oh. thing. Kind of just set people up. Wait, wait. Say that again? This episode was originally supposed to come before the last one. I think they purposely delayed it because of apparently all the special effects that were in this one. Oh, there were like a lot of special effects. Weird, baby-faced... Draw flying thing, like, <laughs> baby face. It was just a weird head. Oh. It was a pterodactyl with a baby's face on it. it was. That's like that skills of an artist, sort of thing. Skills of an artist. <laughs> what? But what was referencing the Icarus? Her, her, the, the ship, ship? Uh, his wife's ship. He oh. saw it. All. And then, it was. Oh. It was pretty nice. It was. It was. Oh, it was yeah. fear, which was the dragon thingy. Mm-hmm. Loss, and then oh, home. Yeah. home. 
So they would with freaking. So parents. they would have touched on the Icarus thing, and then in the very next episode, they would have had a big yeah, major they, plot line about it. Which the guy needs to not watch the video of it exploding anymore. Well, that, well, that one that one was of Babylon Five disappear or Babylon no, Four disappearing. That, that's what that was. Yeah, oh. I, I think it, and that's what gave him the idea. I think okay. that it was. See, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I don't think it was. He was watching that because when he froze the frame, I was like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> Yeah. It's exploding something in space. It, it was vanishing, technically. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do we learn much about sure? I mean, kind of just like, hey, there's a weird baseball. alien life. I mean, it's kind of interesting. A lot of baseball. There, like, there yeah. was more baseball in this than knives. <laughs> <laughs> so it should have been called baseball. Baseball. <laughs> baseball in space. Or just baseball and knives. Do we see him play baseball again? Baseball I don't remember. See? That, to me, is one of those things, like, I don't mind the baseball thing. I didn't think Deep Space Nine, like you did, except for, I thought it was, like, if it were, like, a holodeck, I would think that. But they don't have that on that one. No. So he's got a, there's this baseball field, which is a very American thing. Not even just an Earth thing. American. You know, I mean, it was, uh, I I don't know if baseball would survive that long. (laughs) Well, And then he's got a baseball field, and we've only ever seen, he loves to go there and relieve stress. But it's not a recurring thing, except for twice in this episode. You know, I'd like to see him do it a couple of, and, you know, meet there. And people can only hit fouls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They can't hit a run to save their lives. Horrible baseball players. But they, they hit it every time. They close to each other when the ball comes. The ball comes. I, I thought it was interesting when Garibaldi walked, they're like turning off. Yeah. So it must have a sensor, which is interesting. Yeah. I wish they had, like, why don't they have, like, a B5 softball team? Like, maybe well, they do. I, I will say, I, th- I think baseball is actually is very popular in Japan. So oh. it's not. Oh, you're right. There is ja- Japan. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just an American thing. Yeah. Right? And they, they had a big part in that. Well, soccer would honestly be the thing that would come off of Earth. Yeah. 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 At this point, it <laughs> at, at this happen. point, yeah. But, but I just, I mean, it was like, well, you brought up Beast Race 9, but he always, Cisco always had the baseball glove on his desk. And so you saw mm. it was a recurring thing. Yeah. Now, if he was busy picking oranges, we yeah, would have been good. That's... I would Every like orange yeah, juice. Oranges <laughs> and baseball. You know, because it, it's recurring, <laughs> and recurring and location for him to rest or whatever. Yeah. That that garden area where they go yeah. and they meet some kind of different people. Mm-hmm. But this is like a, if it were a occurring, relaxing. And maybe it does. I don't remember offhand. Oh, you, well, if you it, don't remember offhand, then it probably I not. kept getting distracted <laughs> by the shirt that he wore. While he was playing baseball, because it had like this little baby zipper, it was like a V-neck, and then there was a zipper, and it was, I, it was very weird. Like, I, I think I, yeah, that was more natural in some of the shirts we've seen. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Like, like uh, the fact that it was made in the nineties and early two thousand. Dr. Franklin's yeah. sweater in the end scene was no. It's all nice about Garibaldi's rayon shirts. Oh, every yeah. time the print on those rayon shirts. It comes back in twenty two. Fifty-nine. Finally. <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk about the Centauri plotline, uh, which Zach at least felt was probably the stronger uh, part of the. No, I just love Londo in any scene. Well, it's just no, especially the ones you just see him. It's like watching an alcoholic like get worse, but try to want to be better all the time. You know, he's what talking I mean? he's about just, me. He's... <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Well, it's just, like, 
Not really, not me. He, he, this constant <laughs> battle of him, like, Nick. I want to be better, <laughs> but I want power. And I mean, they just do a great job of it all the yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, it's so sad at the end. He's like, I already had the blood in my hands. I'm just going to keep going this yeah. way. And Veer, I really oh. appreciate that Veer, ever since that, there was this legitimately new relationship there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ever since Veer just broke down and... Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy that that's a, a consequence of, you know, it's not was like one scene and they're back to normal. And it's interesting, too, to have one episode where he specifically says, this is for the very first time I'm beginning to doubt my choices. Mm-hmm. And the viewer's like, then we can change. He's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I also find it interesting that the Centauri, just like the Narn, have their own like rules for dueling combat. You know, mm-hmm. on, on Earth we we kind of outlaw dueling like you know a hundred years ago or something. I really think but... maybe maybe we should come back. <laughs> maybe. Do you think the Narns picked it up from the Centauri? Oh, I mean, you never know. I mean, or at least the Centauri picked it up it. from the Narn. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they had completely different styles for you know sure. the Narn are very are much more like animalistic mm-hmm. in kind of how the in their yeah. dueling styles. Um, this is I, I definitely don't think that in the Narn culture the victor would not take care of the defeated family. family. No, I don't. I, don't I, can't, so. I, I think don't they would enslave them or <laughs> murder them or something. I'm always confused by the the Narn. Like when they go there, they were an agricultural camp. I don't see that. Yeah, the, just the design doesn't ever make me think they're agricultural. Yeah, but they you always know. make me think Klingon. But like, what, what, what sort of agriculture? I mean, they're just racist. Uh, you, you no. don't, you don't think Midwest? It could be a whole different sort of agriculture. May they grow spoo. <laughs> I think of them killing people, not <laughs> agriculture in any way. Maybe well, raising like ranchers. Maybe can you see them all like out on the west, or in plains on horses, c- cattle well, driving? It's like Rango. Yeah. Oh, is that what you just said, Rango? Or what's that movie with the lizard? Rango. Yeah, yeah the lizard, yeah. lizard cowboy. They, they make me think lizard, and nothing about mm. lizard makes me think planting things. <laughs> yeah. But know. again, it could be a, a very alien sort of agriculture, not like Midwest yeah. farming kind they of stuff. They just make me think. More dinosaur or something. Yeah. But, but hey, I don't know. Londo, back to Londo. You know, there's a lot of shows where I see the character like switches. <laughs> this look I'm getting from Brianna. Is uh, this your podcast? <laughs> no. No. Uh, we do have a podcast though if you want to check it out. No, we can finish it. Uh, crypto. Um, no, there's a lot of TV shows that do this like. A uh, character has this, and then they do something c- totally out of character for them. And this show has that in some characters. But Londo, this the constant back and forth with him is really, really well done. I'm done. I'm done talking. I'm not gonna. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> no, we welcome feedback from all the peanut gallery. But yeah. I should ask more since this is supposed to be getting some of Brianna's viewpoints. Yeah, I'm the special guest here. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts? Things that stuck out to you? Um, I thought the the fact that they were the duel itself I really liked because everything else is you know phasers and mm. spaceships and just things like that. But the whole concept of the duel and uh, you know you have two hours to get your affairs in order, <laughs> make yourself right with the gods. Um, and the actual duel itself I enjoyed. Feel bad for Londo. Yeah, I'm glad at the end that they did kind of say that the guy really intended to lose the entire yeah, time because, yeah. for one thing, that like Which one was smart. It was it was smart, very smart. 
but the, but it, it also sort of covered over some weird things I thought with the choreography, like that one like downward strike. Yeah. He's like, why would you do that unless you knew your opponent was down? But yeah. no, he was clearly giving Lando a, a chance to. Because he was like, here I go, on <laughs> my sword. Oh oh, yeah. uh, oh oh, now it's above my head. Oh oh no, oh, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure the the life insurance would have uh, yeah. thought that was legit, no. but <laughs> but interesting. Always interesting to see more Centauri culture and mm-hmm. decadence. Well, it's, it's interesting to see another Centauri outside of the the dead emperor who don't like where this is going. Yes, outside of the, we only ever hear from Willard Griefa, who's like, I love at the beginning the 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 Centauri opera. That was that, that was hilarious. That was a neat scene between Londo and Veer. And it gives you a sense, too. You know, they talk about bringing greatness back. You know, that they have this deep culture. You know, they're very refined or think of themselves as refined yeah. at the very least. Um, yeah, but nice, then you have this tension nice of, you have this tension of like, hey, slaughter for becoming, becoming great again. I'm going to remember that. Nice bromant. Bromant. <laughs> bromant. <laughs> I've not heard that, but I like it. The why is it in every show known to man that... When you meet a good friend, they pretend to kill you first. <laughs> I don't think we've ever done that. And I know. I maybe we should go like sneak into your house and try to kill you. Be like, no, it's just me too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I was just watching Empire Strikes Back the other day. For we recorded this right after May the Fourth, um, and you know, Lando, Lando, and uh, it was like, uh, uh, is he going to kill? No, oh, they're friends. You know, it's always that. What is that? Does that happen in real life? I don't know. Maybe I, I'm doing this whole friendship thing wrong. This, this, because in movies, that's apparently the way, if you haven't seen someone for a long time, you have to pretend you're going to punch them or, or knife them or something. Or hug them awkwardly from behind and whisper in their ears. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. But it was neat to see someone from, from Londo's past. Who you know when you know when Lando was a different person, and you forget sometimes how how much life Lando's lived, and how you know he's kind of a washed up politician at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know he used to be a dueler and have and, dreams and, and youthful passions. Youthful passion. <laughs> well, not that kind. He's got three wives. No, um, <laughs> no it actually only has one now. One now. Yeah. now. Yeah. Yes. Which one is it? Pestilence or <laughs> something, <laughs> something like that. But yeah, he definitely gives a different and different context for who he was, and you know, and how that influences how he thinks. Because now. You don't always envision him as like dueling. You don't feel like he used to be this like real active guy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, a real small spoiler corner. I, I feel like it's worth touching on. Um, so thank you, Brianna. All right, off I go. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Okay. So what were you thinking? Well, I could tell you wanted to talk a little bit more about Lord Rifa there. Well, not necessarily just... I mean, even this, he's like, whatever. I mean, Lord Rifa is just... I mean, he's the bad apple. Yeah. And he's... In some ways, he's... I mean, Lando got this into him on his own, him and Morden. Yes. But Rifa certainly keeps him in. Yeah. And I think this is an episode... Again, we The first time we're seeing Lando having some... Thoughts of regret. This is also probably the first split, really, between Londo and Rifa mm-hmm. that's just going to widen well, the longer they try to work And you realize that Rifa's now on Londo's side of you, and he's like, oh, I'll try, and then the, his friend's like, no, Rifa's like in charge of this thing back home. Yeah. Plus, they name-dropped Cartesia. 
Yeah. First so, time I think they ever name dropped him, isn't it? It might be. Yeah, it's possible. And, and, and they talk about him being very infantile and not a good leader mm-hmm. at all. And, and Lando's like, well, what are you talking about? And it's weird, you know, Lando, because he's not always very serious. He's not been keeping any track with going on. He's probably just, whatever Rifa says, he just believes or whatever. Yeah. So you feel like, you feel kind of sad because he's completely out of the, he's, he's in some ways a puppet. I mean, mm-hmm. but he put himself in that position. Yeah. One of those sort of things, like, he wasn't taking the job seriously at all, and then suddenly it became very serious, and then he's, even being on Babylon 5 and having all this attention, he's probably still sort of focused on his own self and not realizing what's going on back home. And I, this, this is not a spoiler, but I just, I meant to mention it earlier and forgot, that, you know, just, I don't know how many episodes ago, there was a whole, like, he had no friends. Now one of his actual good friends comes, and he kills him. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's, that is kind of <laughs> awful. <laughs> Put it that way. Yeah, anyways. All right, that's really all I had. Yeah, and then it's nice. It's a nice of them this season to drop name drop Babylon Four because it keeps it in the mind's eye for next season. Yeah, that's true. you're not actually done with that, right? But at the same time, yeah, it's good to kind of remind be, people. Be, if you just done season one, then in season three, especially back in the when this came out, you wouldn't be like, oh, that's a thing. <laughs> and uh, since we're getting toward the end of the season, probably we're getting close to the time when uh, Sheridan will side and say, "I never heard about that. What are you yeah. talking about?" <laughs> He has to do that a lot. He's been, yeah, he's been there seven months, and I, that was one nice thing about his plotline, giving him a context of, like, reminding us just how different this job is for him yeah. compared to the last one. That's true. So I suppose that's a parallel between him and Londo. Okay. Minor. My very, very minor. But it's something. All okay, right. well, thank you for listening to the Weekly Hijack. Until next time, this is Tim. This is Nick. And Doc is here. Bye. Follow us on Twitter. That's right. We've Jeez. we've started getting uh, big on Twitter this week. So. Derailed train, derailed underscore trains. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> someone took the derailed trains hashtag. Yeah, so but derailed underscore trains. Anyway, uh, until next time, this is Tim. This is Nick. Bye.